Hey everyone, and welcome back to Mission Impact. Um, today, of course, is Thursday, so we are going to be talking about one of our favorite topics, right? <laughs> Which <Yeah>. is <laughs> the myths, the lies, and the facts, because we know that the social impact industry is laden with myths and lies more than it is with facts. There are a lot of facts, don't get us wrong, but people just seem to love to stick and gravitate to the lies and the myths. And this is getting a lot of people in trouble. So we want to talk about it today and clear up some myths and lies around funding and how the monies that come into your organization can and cannot be used. Welcome to the Change Agents Podcast with your host, Tracy B. Allen, social enterprise and small business funding strategist and the owner of TVA Consulting Group. The Change Agents Podcast is about empowering change agents, social entrepreneurs, social enterprises, and nonprofits with the knowledge, skills, strategies, and concepts needed to design, build, and fund their social ventures. My name is Tracy B. Allen. I'm the owner of TVA Consulting Group. I have been in the social impact industry for about 20 plus years, right? Um, I help social entrepreneurs to develop systems and processes that allow them to build, design, build, and fund their social enterprise and business, as well as maximize their impact in their communities. All right, I am Typhoon. I am owner of Typhoon Enterprises. I am a nonprofit strategist, helping nonprofit startups struggle with sustainability and success. Usually, without the headache and hassle, unless they come in here with these myths. <laughs> these myths that we have to work so hard, Tracy, um, to dispel before we can even do real work. That's right. the that's the thing that annoys me the most is that you know the, the lies and the myths are are fun and they're easy and so people like that because they like the fun and easy thing to do right um one of the things um I wanted to talk about today I, I got a call yesterday and this is why it's kind of fresh on my my head I got a call yesterday from a young lady um and she wants she's ready to go into business. Um, she had an idea for a nonprofit organization. She had, she already had a for-profit business, um, but the for-profit business wasn't doing well, right? And um, you know she didn't know how to get sloppy, and she didn't know what to do. So she said, "Hey, I'm, I want to start a nonprofit organization. And why are you going to start a nonprofit organization? Because that's going to be more work than your for-profit business. Uh, why don't you work that?" And she says, "Well, I'm I'm going to start this nonprofit business because." I know that there are more opportunities for grant monies, and I need these grant monies in order to fund my business. So I want to start a nonprofit organization so I can get grant. And you know I went in on, right? You know I did. And you know, <laughs> get yourself together. Your for-profit business. Do your work, right? What is it? Didn't even really have clear understanding of what she wanted to do in a nonprofit organization. She just assumed that, hey, if I got a nonprofit, it's going to make it better because I'm going to get some grant monies. You know, CDC or, or you know, grants.gov is going to give me a million dollars. And I can put this over my for profit business and I ain't got to work no more. 
Right. So that is something that we hear a lot in this industry, that if you're having problems in your um, for-profit business, uh, generating revenue, selling your products and services, oh, you can magically go over, get a nonprofit organization, and it is going to rain dollar bills down on your company. That is not true. A nonprofit organization is not your solution to financial issues in your for-profit company. The solution in your for-profit company for making money is to actually sell the products and services that you have, right? To put them to market in a way that people are going to be attracted to them and purchase them, not to start a nonprofit. If you cannot, and and this is real talk for me, if you cannot run a for-profit business, How in the world do you think you're going to be able to run a nonprofit where that company, you don't even own it? Mm -hmm. And you have to take a bunch of directives. And I had to, you know, with this person, I had to get into all of that. You know, this does not even belong to you. You know, that kind of thing. And she did not know that. Yeah. You know, she's like, what do you mean? This does not belong. This ain't yours, ma'am. So even if you got a million dollars in there, it doesn't belong to you. No, you cannot decide your own salary because that's the board's job. <laughs> yes, let's, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about the salary thing because that's another big myth that a lot of people have is that they're going to go into these nonprofits and become millionaires. Now, we're not trying to say that there aren't nonprofit leaders that make a lot of money, but the nonprofit itself has to make a lot of money first. <laughs> You know, I've seen so many people are just mad, furious. They're like, look at this, look at the salary of the CEO of Salvation Army. Look at the salary of CEO of Red Cross. Red Cross. Yep. <laughs> not know how how hard these people work. Like, do you not know how hard Red Cross worked to establish before they even got their latest CEO? How those funds were already coming in. I was looking at something. I can remember a couple years ago. Um, um, about how much these organizations, these these big budget organizations, put into things like fundraising. You know how how much they're investing into different things. And I'm like, y'all were coming to me for two million dollar fundraisers and don't want it, only want to invest two hundred dollars. Right. These organizations out here who are investing two million dollars in the fundraising campaign. Right. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, if they raise a hundred million dollars, then they're with them. And if their if their CEO is getting a million dollars. Good for him. Yeah, but we have this thing where we're just, right, because we just have this thing, oh, look, like you said, look at what they're, they're, um, they're making. But nobody stopped to think about all of the hard work and the amount of money that they're pulling in in order to make that type of money. You know, when you are running your organization like it's a hobby, this is real life for them. This is a job and they have a lot of responsibilities and a lot of other people in the community who rely on the services that they provide and a lot of people who rely on them for a paycheck to provide those services to the community. So if he's getting paid $2 million, the company has to be bringing in at least $100 million minimum. Okay? Because that's another thing. People don't understand that you're salary 
is directly related to how much money the organization is um, going to bring in. So I was talking to somebody one day and they were like, oh, they need a salary of $50,000 um, and that's what they need to get paid and they're not taking anything less than that. Well, ma'am, the organization only made $75,000. And then you found the 1023E is there. You're only going to you're only Right. So who are you helping when you take 75% of the uh, monies that are coming into the organization as your salary. You're helping yourself. And this is the, that's the conversation I had with the lady yesterday. I said, you know, nonprofits are not to be established for personal gain. If you're taking 90% of the revenue mm-hmm. for your salary, that's personal gain. Yes. You're you're not being legitimate in your in your um your your really run the way that you're running this organization if you're taking all the money for salary what goes into programs right so one of the things i like to tell people you know when it comes to salary it should only be a percentage of what the organization is is bringing in right it's a percentage of what the organization is bringing in so it doesn't mean that for the whole year so your, your board has the um the leeway to decide whether or not they're going to give you a salary for the entire year or they're going to readjust your salary on a quarterly basis depending on how much money comes in or a biannual basis but that has to be decided on by your board of directors you can't just say hey this is what i want out the gate like someone sent me a budget (laughs) time if someone sent me a budget starting up right And the salaries alone for staff, and there were four staff members, right? Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Wow! They have not made one cent, has not have not raised one dollar, but crazy. that is the staff. And this, this is what I told you, like, you know, what's your money plan? If you have two hundred fifty thousand dollars in salary, how are you going to get this money? They go, I'm going to get a grant. Um, really? <laughs> Really starting up, you think you're gonna get a grant to support two hundred fifty thousand dollars in salary? Who's who? Who's out here educating? This is I don't know. Backwards and, and and don't have a funding plan in place. Don't even understand. They're just thinking the money's gonna fall from the sky, and that I guess the government's gonna write a check for two hundred fifty thousand dollars that you divide on your staff. Yeah, so, that's just not how it works. That's the myth. I mean, and that's the. Oh, talking about that, one of the other things that they don't realize is that money is coming to your organization in two major ways, restricted funds and unrestricted funds. Mm-hmm. You cannot do what you please with restricted funds unless you're you're, you're adapting the hashtag clank clank. OK, because that is exactly that too. Right. <laughs>
now you have the money and you're like, I don't know what to do with this money. And y'all are doing stuff that you're not, that is not in line with what the funder requested. Right. But I think it all goes back to one fundamental thing. They're not creating budgets. Mm-hmm. That's to me, that's where it all goes back to. If there is any question about how you should be spending funds and what the funds should be utilized for any of those funding questions, it's because you have not created a fund development plan. So you have no idea. Right. So you don't know how you're getting the funds in and you don't know how you're utilizing funds. You should not be signing any papers for any any promissory notes if you don't understand what the promissory note is for. And you should not be receiving funds unless you have a direct use for the funds that you're receiving. Another thing, you shouldn't be signing promissory notes without your board's permission. That too. (laughs) Yes. And most of these people did not have the divorce permission, at least not the ones I've spoken to. Mm-hmm. So, because we're founders, you know, the founders are thinking, this is my thing. Mm-hmm. They're not thinking organization, they're not thinking accountability on the behalf of the board. They're thinking, this is my thing, so I can sign this paper and I can get. I mean, I'm telling you, I've, organizations have come to me who have that, you know, 50, 60 or more thousands of dollars in loans didn't even know they were saying they didn't know they were signing loan agreements and but you have a board yeah yeah that is that that freaks me out no joke that really it i'm just very confused by people doing that you're enough you're a whole adult first of all you're an entire adult um that is adult 101 <laughs> read before you sign Right. Um, you should have read even before you applied. Mm-hmm. So that is um, that. That's very freaky to me. Considering um, the loan, you know, there's there's supposed to be conversation. Yes. With the board. Hey, you know, what, what are we utilizing this loan for? Yeah. I sit on a board and it took us about a good two months before we decided that, yes, we were going to take the loan because we really wanted to make sure that we needed the loan. We weren't just taking the loan because the loan was available to us, but we actually needed it. And we were going to utilize the loan in such a way that we could get a return on investment. So it wouldn't sink us further into the hole, but actually help to elevate us out of the hole that we were in as um, an organization. So one of the other things I wanted to talk about real quick is the fact that there are a lot of um, grants currently out here for minority women. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of minority um, nonprofit own, um, not owners, founders that will come to me and wanna apply for these, these grants. And I'm like, do you have a business? Well, I have a nonprofit. It's for a minority owned business. You do not own your nonprofit. Therefore, you do not qualify to apply for these loans. I mean, these grants. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, have you seen that? Has, has, have you seen yeah. that as an issue? Okay. Yeah. I, I, and that's the thing. because they, And then they ask these crazy questions about, you know, certification. Right. You don't. And that's, I think that the fundamental thing is what you said earlier. They don't understand. They don't own it. Mm-hmm. And what it says, minority owned. Right. <laughs> 
if that's what it says, and if I keep telling you that you don't do nothing on it, sometimes I get mad, Turkey. Right? <laughs> <laughs> keep on saying that, and y'all are not listening to me. Mm-hmm. Like, what it says it. Uh, yeah, but they don't get it because they don't understand they don't own it. That's just what it is. But yeah, I think that's all we have today for um, how you use funds correctly and how you don't use funds correctly in your nonprofit organization. So until next week, bye everyone. Bye y'all. <laughs> okay, change agents. Thank you for joining me today. And remember, there's someone in your community that is waiting for the programs and services that you provide, and it is your responsibility to make sure you get it right. Until next time, have a great day.